0: Dad bod, rat pod, barf boy is back. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Damone Carter, a.k.a. Dim One. I am joined by my illustrious co-host, Nate LeBlanc. Yo. And Mr. David Ma. Hello, everybody. Hey, so I'm I'm back in the fold. Um, we missed you. Yeah. Dave was... and
1: I don't know how to talk. We're <laughs> we really? Like, we're Bare- just like, <laughs> barely got by. Where, where do we go from here? How right. do you segue? Like, there's no, like, structure. You don't know how to talk out of your ass.
0: <laughs> that's that's more, once we get you going in a direction. No
1: Ace Ventura.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I am definitely back. Um, you know, a little stomach flu gets you closer to your uh, ideal body weight. And, um, you know. <laughs> if only briefly. Yeah, yeah. So feel- how are you, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling better. Um, I did that thing that, that uh much younger me would do and knew something was kinda off, but I'm like, fuck it. I got Jazzy Jeff DJ Scratch tickets tonight. I'm going all the way, all the way in. And uh shout out to uh DJ Worldwise for for plugging me with the tickets. But had a great fucking time. Was
1: it like as cool as it seems like it would absolutely,
0: be? absolutely. Yeah. Our guy, uh number one dad bod, rap pod fan, uh Mr. Dan Diggity was in the building and this was one of those rare occasions where I was so drunk I was on his level. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I had Dan Diggity energy. You we were just were dancing vibing out. and singing yep, like the yep, words yep. and like <laughs> everyone. Absolutely, absolutely. That's,
1: that's like a Tuesday for him. Yeah,
0: yeah. Damn, damn Diggity. Yeah. <laughs> God, damn Diggity. So we, yeah, we were having a, a grand old time. Obviously, you know, uh, Jesse Jeff is a fucking legendary DJ. Straight DJ up. Scratch was ill. Um, it was an all 45 set. Coco, too, right? Were you there? Coco from part? Japan. Did he yeah. kill it that hard? Killed Bro. it. Killed it. Just, and you're like, dude, these are 45s. Right. Um, yeah, it was amazing. Uh, and I felt like we've reached a new plateau in that people were in the club, right? Which is, you know, obviously this is a 35 and up type of affair. But there's like bottle service. And it was just this weird vibe of like, God, 10 years ago, we would have just drank in the parking lot,, and right. shit. but now there's like <laughs> you know people have jobs and shit, so there's like bottle service also at twelve forty five everybody's checking their watches. it was so <laughs> hilarious that's hilarious <laughs> everybody was like, oh shit, it I was a Sunday, Monday. night, it was a right? Sunday night, yeah. yeah, yeah, so you could see in unison like so so uh so interesting, but yeah, definitely a dope show, um, great to see the vinyl destination tour make it to San Jose, yeah, that's they had a little cool. record shop downstairs, I mean it was. It was really well done, so I had a good time, and then I puked my guts out for the next I don't know forty eight hours. So did you think it was
1: because you like overconsumed?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't consume vomitous amounts okay. of alcohol, mm-hmm. so, so I knew something, something was weird. Oh, yeah, no. I was just like, oh, you know, I had a beer, a couple shots, like nothing, nothing crazy. Uh, but yeah, so I was like, okay. Let me not uh, give you guys the heebie-jeebies. But yeah, I was to like, miss, please,
1: please don't come over.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and he typed it, but I know how he said it. <laughs> so I was like, no, nah, I, I feel you, man. It, because I, that's the wor- fucking worst, right? Yeah. Right? I'm that person. Like, you come to work fucking sick. Like, we don't work in the fucking ER, bro. Right, like, take right. your ass home. Uh, but I did miss the two biggest fucking interviews. Yeah, they were pretty big interviews. <laughs> yeah, was, they were huge It interview- was
1: a cool day, and it would have gone a lot better if you were there. But um, it was cool. Little Brother, fucking fantastic, especially Fonte. Like, yeah. dude, dude just eases,
0: oozes funny surp- sayings yeah.
1: and just, like, yeah. charm and, like... Uh, when he was started talking about how much he loves crew, I'm like, <laughs> yes, he's yes, one yes. of us, dude. <laughs> yes. He's a fucking music nerd. Trevor Horn, dude. Like yeah. the seal story, like the whole, it, that was one of our best interviews ever. absolutely. absolutely. And it's like, it kind of comes through in the music. It's like Fonte is like the superstar and Pooh is the other guy. And right. it's like, it's tough to be the other guy. And I wonder if that had something to do with like them. Maybe, but you know what? I will say this while.
0: over the years, uh, Who has become more and more serviceable? I think I think he's Mm. he he has that kind of uh you know Eric Snow, uh, Robert Ori like you know he he comes through. You gotta have those guys. Yeah, you gotta have those guys. He 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 totally uh he totally kind of rounds out what they do. Obviously, uh, Fonte is a fucking mega star and 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 can sing his ass off too. See, I had R and B questions. I had all (laughs) kinds of shit lined up for Fonte, but it it's fine. Also, Cool Keith. Um, that was just, a fun one. Man, just legendary. It was fun to listen to you guys. I'm like, they're all with fucking Cool Keith. We
1: were nerding out, dude. It was like very much like the early days of the show where we were just like, this is so cool. <laughs> this is cool, man. <laughs> 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 like, did we get to talk to Cool Keith. Cool like, Keith's on the phone.
2: And it sounds like whole, him. It sounded it like him. just like
1: him. Um, I have this whole thing planned where I want to talk about like how much his music means to me at some point. And I did a little bit on the show, but more of like a thread with pictures and links and stuff. And, like, it's been having me go back and listen to more Cool Keith, and it's just, like, more mind-blowing how consistent and just creative he is. Like, just uh, the sheer number of, like, couplets and metaphors and phrases and – uh, illustrations that he's done in his rhymes is it's got to be in the upper tier of they have that like hip hop by numbers guy. Oh, yeah, that everyone yeah, hates. Yeah, it's yeah. like most uh space metaphors or oh my num- god, n- number of alliterative <laughs> phrases per oh, album. Like he's shit. he would be ranking high in oh, rank- I
2: absolutely references to his balls, <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. <He's> up there, <laughs> yeah, high, high, high ball reference. <laughs> uh, but Keith's been doing it. I was thinking about this while I was listening to it. He's been hella weird since the 80s. Right. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, right. I remember my first kind of cool Keith experience of like, whoa, who's this dude is listening to Critical Beatdown? Um, and he talks about, so the blood could drain off my hands while I wave to a fan.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and like the imagery,
0: you got to understand for 89, that's some wild right. fucking imagery. And, totally. it, and it was like in a hype kind of running man type of song. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I I definitely was kind of vicariously nerding out. And uh, hilariously, he's
1: on promoting his new album just called Keith with Psycho Less. And then while we're in our little week-long promotional cycle, just sending out tweets and Instagram stories, he dropped another album. (laughs) <laughs> really, <laughs> it's yes. a totally different album, Completely. totally different he didn't talk about different art.
2: He did not even mention. He didn't mention it. His his management didn't mention it to me. Nothing. We, wow. We, we were we were going wow. back and. That we're thinking we made a mistake. Like wow. what the fuck? Okay. So dude dropped two like two albums yeah. uh, okay. in like a month. While we were talking to it him. It was like him
0: and the Trump whistleblower were like <laughs> in an underground layer. Like we gotta drop the shit now. It's <laughs> hot. It's going in.
1: He's like, I'm on dad bod rap pod. I gotta yeah, get yeah. New, this new workout into the streets. Right,
0: right. Oh. But the platform is 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 big and we have uh, more dope interviews coming up. Uh, Dave's new nickname is Booker T. Washington. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for booking these live-ass interviews, it almost feels like... Booker D. Booker, Booker <laughs> nice, D. Nice, <laughs> nice, uh, It almost feels like back in the day, or maybe they still have it on, on primetime television, they would have Sweeps Week. Right. right in the fall, like they would hit you with the hardcore. Right, right. That's when you got the real kind of facts of life episodes that dealt with right. like hardcore subject matter. They Just-
1: do still have that. It's when they actually take the ratings for, so they all do like special. Oh, things. okay. Yeah. It's okay. Like once per season, I guess there are basically two seasons. Okay. In so it's like fall sweeps and spring sweeps, and that's, right. That's how we are. Weirdly, we are the dinosaur relic. Era of TV still works
0: Absolutely as does fake radio Uh, (laughs) So we are here We are here dad bod rap pod uh, At the new
2: studio At the new
0: studio so we are In uh, Needle to the Groove Records in the back, does this have a name back here?
2: I don't know if it
1: has a name yet. We can ask uh, our buddy Alan, DJ yeah. Albert Jenkins, when he gets back, if he has a little name for it. Like, I always, I love studio names. Like, uh, yeah. our buddy Paulo's uh, studio for many years was the Pain, Pain Cave. Cave. Yep. Yeah. And, like, little stuff like that. Um, Cut Chemist was Red October Uh, chemical storage facility wow um dan the automators was the glue factory okay like i I always think that that is so interesting and it's always it's like a part of the the lower mythology right yeah of course um so we should figure out something for this but um Thank you to Needle to the Groove for hosting us. Yeah, um, really stoked on this new home. Nice room.
0: It's it smells like vinyl, number one. So we'll be Instagramming the fuck out of this. Also, (laughs) there's just like beat machines and shit laying around. Like this shit is it's just incredible. I can
1: see two MPCs from where I'm sitting now. So so, and Russia, good
2: energy to be around everything. Yeah, totally, absolutely. And just to kind
1: of um, you feel like you're going to work. Yeah, a little
0: bit. A little bit. On point.
1: Like when I'm at home, it's kind of like I'm at
0: home. Right. Right. You know what
1: I mean. We have less access to water and wine, but that's you know, true. We can figure that out. But
0: speaking of water and wine, there is a new album coming out called Jesus is King. Oh God. By- that's a good, good that's that's segue, a segue, but oh god. The God um, is, album. is back. Um Yeah. So Jesus is King is is Kanye West. Uh, Kanye's uh,
1: turning water into W H I N E.
0: Ouch. <laughs> ouch. Uh yeah, it's this is what his album, I guess, Yandi is not happening and it's it's oh, we this we already heard
2: that. That doesn't need to happen. Yeah, there was like a leak of Yandi, which did I you gotta listen? Say, no I, I didn't. I wasn't too mad at it, but I am not looking forward to this yeah. whatsoever. Who no. is
0: no Jesus is King? Is Lope. Jesus
2: looking forward to this? Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. I will ask Jesus tomorrow. But um yeah so he so no I didn't I didn't hear the Yandy leak because I don't know. It just it takes a lot for me to to I hear you. fully engage with the with the a record especially if it's elite cuz I'm like He's...
1: if you know it's not done.
0: Yeah, yeah, kind of. And which is where we're at right now, Jesus is King was supposed to have came out already at the time of this recording. Of course it didn't. The,
1: the funny thing about that is um he never said it was coming out. You know what I mean? Okay. It's like the, okay. the label or Kim or whatever will right, say it's right. coming out. That means
2: I so, so little yeah, yeah. to yeah, me. It doesn't mean yeah. shit. A fucking yeah. a, a Kardashian Instagram story right. about a fucking release That date? doesn't have meaning. That
1: means nothing. Which it's actually yeah. funny because that's going to reach <laughs> so many more people right. than any right. kind of professional right. communication could. Right. Like no press release gets as many views as a Kim Kardashian Instagram story. who totally. essentially totally. has True. the best. To reach a certain kind of person, right, right, and many different people, but just like you have to be following her on Instagram, which is right. probably millions of people. Totally, right. totally. Um,
2: the press is just so ravenous. Dude. Yeah, it's dude. Like, like dudes just tinkering with with release dates, and people are already going nuts. Yeah, you know it's, I
0: mean? it's, it's it's wild to me that that he can still generate this type of hype right. with with an album. Called Jesus is King. He's like gonna that's make wild
1: a Kirk Franklin style gospel album, right? I right. think that's so. What the, that's that's not if, if the Sunday services are to be believed. And it's twelve
0: Jesus's walks. Yeah, <laughs> <Is that laughs> where but I'm not even.
1: Go. It's like twelve like um, gospel remakes of uh, the way you make me feel or whatever. Right, like you right. know, like that's mm-hmm. what. Have you ever watched any of the Sunday I've services? Watched, I've
0: watched a little bit of of
1: the it's Sunday a lot services. Of, uh, beat machine freestyling sure. and like gospel choir yeah singing and yeah. a lot covers, of like kind of like covers. weird covers yeah. the Nirvana versions cool. of so and so. Yeah.
2: Um but there, there was he, a. Oh, I'm sorry. The, go ahead.
1: He said he's not going to make any more secular albums. This is it. Right, this is all right. we're going to get. I just wanted to. Oh
2: that no out. no no! And he also said he was going to curse or something like that. It's like, oh, come nice. on, buddy. Nice. Yeah. It's nice. Good, it's good to have goals. Um. Yeah. There was a track called. <laughs> there's a track called "New Body" that was supposed to be on the new album. Yeah. Which was okay. like a hard Nicki Minaj track, but surprisingly, I heard they took it off.
0: Oh, because of because of the the Jesus entrance. Right. Ed okay. Because right. okay. I can see
2: that song fitting on there. That'd be weird.
0: Right. Well, I mean, this isn't – it isn't without precedent. Uh, Very, you know, towards the end of his life, Prince uh, became a Jehovah's Witness. Right. And he struck – like when I saw him 2000 – I don't know, 8 or 9 or something, he wasn't doing Darling Nikki anymore. Right. Right. He was kind of – you know what I mean? He was was playing a little – which for Prince is still – pretty
1: risque but right. he, he has uh, assless uh, pants but he's not
0: singing the f-word or whatever uh he had one cheek covered and the other <laughs> one was a cross uh no so i'm i'm intrigued in the sense this is why i'm intrigued by this album because kanye has went so far off the wagon in terms of his whole kind of maga era thing he was Interesting. doing nobody's really talking about that it still mean it's still meaningful I'm to talking me. Talking about it, yeah. fuck that shit. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I was I was definitely heartbroken as we all were mm-hmm. when he kind of went on this misadventure, and I kind of feel like this is his entree back into the black community. Is he saying he's which is which the church still means something to some people? Sure. Not as much as it used to, but of course I, I think by by doing these gospelized kind of like um, everything he's been doing at Sunday service to me feels like um, my old black wedding playlist that I used to have. (laughs) When when you couldn't afford a DJ and you booked me, I had 120 songs for a black wedding. And that, to me, he's kind of like reinterpreting those. And Mm. I'm like, is that what we're going to get? I don't. I'm the moment sure. kind of
1: passed, and we're past it in the conversation. But I feel like I have to say, like, didn't Kanye himself say not to do this when he said, like, don't leave when you're hot? That's how Mace right, screwed up. Right, like, Mace right, didn't yeah. stop making music; he right. became like a pastor
2: and went gospel. Essentially, totally, like, totally. isn't that what this is? I know. I saw. I saw a tweet, uh, you know, referencing yeah, that, referencing that. But you know, I so many artists eventually, g- you know, get all religious awakening later in life and put out. You know, religious yeah. music. So yeah,
0: well, I just think after a certain amount of like coke or Fitnil or whatever, like yeah, you see God and you're like, oh shit, I gotta clean this up. I gotta, I gotta, you know, some penance. I guess.
1: I guess I would be able to take it more seriously if I felt like it was sincere, if it wasn't a mm-hmm. manifestation of his manic state hmm.
0: yeah but at the same time i i this is where this is going right he's gonna be the pastor of a mega church, right that's like he's gonna be joel olstein of, of hip-hop that's where he's going <laughs> and all those guys are fucking maniacs like he's on so i'm not sure if, if if it's sincere or authentic i know that the christian religion allows for this you can be the biggest right. dirtbag In the world, as long as at the end, you kind of you kind of wrap it up, repent, you repent and come back. And so I'm I'm interested to see, like, can he be entertaining over the course of an album without any kind of dirt bag content? Because Hmm. pre, uh, what was the what was the end? What was the Wyoming album? What was that called? I. Holy shit. Oh, it's yeah, a, yeah, it's a yeah. sentence. It's like Right,
2: right. It's a uh, something I I love being Oh
0: man. So memorable. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't we, remember we I like being
2: called. I hate being bipolar. I love it or some shit. Right. 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 Oh man, it was it it's was like a motivational poster yeah,
1: yeah. at like hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> that's how memorable the album that album was. That
0: was yeah. That shit was bad news. So so it's kind of like he's he's kind of playing with this idea that I he could go all bipolar, the way I being bipolar.
1: It sucks close okay all right if it you know matter. call into our non-existent <laughs> phone line
0: and tell us what the name of that last fucking album was but i feel like i'm not sure if he could carry an album without dirtbag content without bleach
2: on his t-shirt but yeah i, I don't yeah. know if that content is what carried the other albums you know what i'm saying
0: are you, are you kidding me the life of from twisted dark fantasy uh like pablo production bro <laughs> Life of Pablo. Well, lyrical content though. Sure. That sure. that made it interesting. Uh Twisted Dark Fantasy, Life of Pablo, Yeezus, his descent into you know where he eventually ended up was hella entertaining. Like he was giving you kind of like the the you know comeback stage to how fucking disgusting this shit is. It's uh our guy Cutso used to have this this catchphrase, everyday debauchery. Like he was yeah, giving yeah. you like here is Sodom and Gomorrah, I am here, like check it out. there's bleach on my t-shirt, mostly sodom right yeah. <laughs> so so that'll be interesting to see if he can carry it. um, I was listening to late registration the other day, um, and he just he's completely contradicted all kinds of shit sure, that, that sure. he said, but what made that compelling was this idea that he was talking about things like with crack music um. Even Touch the Sky, there was like these themes that he was playing with that were kind of different for that for that time and it made it interesting. He hadn't fully kind of like egoed out yet. But I, I just think his his trajectory has been so fascinating. Of I course. mean the MAGA thing. So of are course. you gonna listen to it? I'll I'll listen to Jesus as King. I'll give it I'll give it Once. one. one I'll give it one.
2: Of course.
1: Yeah. Of course. You have to, right? Yeah, it's yeah. kinda like doing your homework if you're a rap fan at yes. this point you have to at least listen to it of course once. of course you want but,
0: to see the arc of any
2: artist that
1: right. you like really
0: could be a dumpster fire are you going to listen to it of course yeah.
1: um probably once yeah depending
0: on how it is yeah. Yeah. but it's you listen to it
1: again this is a pet topic of mine and i feel like it's gotten a lot more play in um the media lately uh cancel culture is non-existent
0: you said that it is you said, a, said that a, on the wyoming a, it is
1: a twitter rhetorical device it's not real
0: it's not real. Because no one's gets fucking canceled, canceled dude. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. The one guy who might have a legitimate case for having been canceled, and I'm sure he's still doing club dates and stuff, he just got kicked off of SNL right now, was that racist SNL guy. Oh, fuck that, right. dude. Exactly. Yeah. That guy fucking sucks. Right. But it, it actually, probably, the way he...
0: He spun it, yeah. Well, yeah. He probably has support. The way he like not a, thats what I am saying.
1: He probably now he's probably like the most popular comedian in like the so thirty percent of America that votes right. for Donald Trump. So right, he's he's right. opening
0: for Louis C.K. now. So right, that's kind of the opposite
1: to... of being canceled. It's like you are canceled by this, but embraced by that. Totally, well, totally.
2: But I mean, is that guy big enough to even be canceled? You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I because we don't know his name. Right? I, still I will don't know his say name.
1: this for fans of improv comedy: SNL is like the Super Bowl, sure or sure. like. The NBA because there's a whole season, but like so, like yeah, he made the NBA, but he got cut before right. training camp even know. started. So <laughs> is he big in a way? He's big in a way, sure. But I this is getting before... on the show and becoming a star on the show. He obviously would have been bigger, but of
2: course, you know,
0: we can't even remember his name though. So hey, his yeah. name is Shane Gillis. <laughs> <so>. His his, <laughs> his name is fuck that guy. But <laughs> but uh, I feel like to your point, Nate, th- there there is a culture of canceling in the sense of we don't fuck with that person i think a person that's actually gotten canceled. but all
1: three of us two summers ago sat in my living room and said kanye was canceled and we all just said we're going to listen to his new album
0: and we've been well, following
1: these crumbs of information from kardashian instagram stories so he is not canceled.
0: I, no no and i'm giving i'm giving pro- <laughs> i'm giving props to your prophecy that day because i didn't believe you then but i i actually have to i have to agree that no one's really canceled, but what cancel culture is attempting to do is say we have boundaries and standards on what we fuck with. Sure. And, I, and I think that's fine. I, don't, I think the bemoaning of the cancel culture is I'm just like, shut the fuck up. If you say certain things, if you do certain things, we are within our rights to be like, get the fuck out of here. Right. And if somebody else fucks with you, whatever, that's fine. But I feel like um, there are, there, and there are people who have been canceled. African Bambada is canceled like he's uh,
1: uh, he's absolutely canceled. Counterpoint to that uh the radio station I listen to which is uh Rock the Bells which is LL Cool J's um His channel XM on Sirius XM radio, XM. radio yeah. plays Planet Rock 6 times a day.
0: Right. Right. No, oh, and I'm and I'm sure So
1: they didn't get the memo. Uh there's a something a few clicks down that's like a 90 station that plays R. Kelly constantly to the Just point on... where I'm like dude fuck like how are you doing this on purpose now? Yeah. Yeah. It's like I believe you can yeah get started like here, you know yeah. it's like no well, um, well so? I, I
0: I guess I feel like within within let's say quote unquote certain uh realms of hip hop, he can't do a national tour right now.
1: I don't know about that. I don't know if if it's the allegations that would be stopping him from doing that. It's kind of the more public well, indifference well, about he's, the, the he's, progenitors of the culture that makes that impossible. He's
0: tangential, right? So it's, it's easier to say that we're not fucking with him, right? He's, he's easier to get rid of, right? Um, but I do feel like at some point you do have to say and i I don't think kanye got there i think i think cosby is a
1: better example because he's literally in jail that's like societal cancellation right but there's a lot of people who are still like think that's not the right outcome here right so i don't i don't know i don't know um
0: i i I am pro trying to cancel motherfuckers i think we gotta keep it up
1: bam is canceled or whatever that means for me but i didn't sell the records or throw them away Okay. Right.
0: It's okay. on my not shelf. That's a great. Right? right? You guys yeah. all have a copy of Planet of course, Rock. Of yeah, course, yeah. you of course, keep it? Yeah. Of course.
2: Yeah. I mean. I still have it. I'm not going to wear my Bombata t-shirt out, though. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, and I, it, speaking to your point about cancellation, I mean, I don't think anybody overall, overall is canceled, but within niche fan bases and groups and stuff, certainly
0: people and things can be canceled. Yeah. You can be You can be excommunicated, let's say. Right. Yeah. All, For sure. All I'm going to say
1: is. If you care about it enough to cancel them, you're probably still peeping the next project, or at least being Hmm. aware of the person. Wouldn't a true cancellation be like literally
2: ignoring them? Well,
0: we're we're we. Well, we also live in an
2: age of information. I mean,
0: where it's it's almost impossible, right? Like I'm trying to get Sean King off of my fucking timeline, and it's impossible. (laughs) It's fucking impossible. You know what I mean? Because you're to be in proximity to to any kind of social media platform. You, you're you're almost forced to engage with it, even if you don't listen. Like, I stopped fucking with Art Kelly many, many, many right, moons right, ago. Right, before right. there was a thing called... For musical called, reasons. Yeah. But, <laughs> but before there was a the thing called cancel culture, at some point I was like, you know what? Him kind of doing pedophilic things is like... I don't... that It doesn't sit well with me. I can't just... I can't rock with it. But I feel like now there's an opposite culture that has developed where whoever this guy is, uh, the comedian cat... Even Kanye, I think, has this group of people that are like, we will ride with him. And the more people go against him, the more they feel right, right. they want to. And We kind of need it.
1: to round this out because we have an awesome guest calling in momentarily. But I think that gets to more to the point of stand culture. Yeah. That it's yeah. it's not enough to be a fan of a, an artist anymore. There are communities who Im- have embraced a, a public devo- identity. Sure. Of sure. Being a devotee and more to the point defending them. It's like yeah. why you don't say anything bad about Taylor Swift or Beyonce on Twitter. It's like right. who needs the headache right. of the stand? It's not and worth it. Nikki, right. Kanye. There's a few of these passionate fan bases. I didn't see the results, but um, the website Vulture had a poll who has the worst fan base. Ooh. And then, like those Ooh. those are among the ones right those they are the ones i think uh, of yeah, yeah. and they usually to if there's a name like the barbs or the hive or the you know like that stuff then yeah. you start to like yeah. get kind of a a stan culture going and that's kind of the public sphere of influence that combats cancel culture it's yeah. the embracing of the people who have canceled them and and combating them
0: well well and it just all sounds like such a waste of time no it it does (laughs) and it and it's just it's a it's a mirror image of our of our politics right like there's a there's there's a group of people where if they're like democrats said don't cut your dick off they'll be like you know what cutting my dick off right (laughs) these democrats are gonna learn
1: we should start saying that actually
4: (laughs) (laughs) maybe get it out there it's Um, like
1: the 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 Best summation of that is when the guy burned his Nikes after the Kaepernick thing while wearing them. Yeah, yeah, like, that, yeah. That's the that's our guy. Yeah, we need I, more uh, of those yeah. guys on the right wing.
0: More, more of that. Be dedicated to your cause. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so yes, uh, Nate LeBlanc has decreed that there no one is canceled, um, and that includes Kanye. It just makes you
1: feel better momentarily. It's not actually true. That's my little summation here. I don't know. You know, I'd be happy to argue about this more, but it just doesn't feel like it to me.
0: Okay, I mean, and and there's a there's a an argument for it. I I am here for the attempt. At how least about, we are about, trying. Last one,
1: he was the highest paid artist in hip hop last year. That does not Kanye sound West? like someone who is canceled. Fucking shit. Seventy five wow. million. God and those Forbes damn. lists are notoriously fraught with errors but right at least it's publicly perceived and, that and he to me made more money than jay-z last year
0: and and he had the 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 dopest beat of last year with tim to, to me which was uh, Pusha. if you know you know so uh so yeah it's it it continues to be um uncomfortable but again kanye didn't rape anybody kanye didn't kill anybody that we uh, know of yet um <laughs> And he he made some weird kind of political choices that even he is kind of like oh I don't know what I was doing right there so I I'm not necessarily put, I think what happens with cancel culture is we put everyone into the same bucket Bill Cosby and Kanye are not in the same bucket right like you can't yeah. right. those are two different things um I, I want to put this out too Bambata and Karis one are not in the same right. bucket they're not in the same bucket 100%. there's there's Repugnant statements and there's repug- repugnant deeds. Yeah, and those are two different things. And so that's why I think the cancel culture conversation gets off the rails. Right. Is folks think that you're railing against anyone and everyone in the same with the same brush. And I'm like, no, some people are annoying. Some people mm-hmm. are disgusting. Right. And some people are Bill Cosby. Right. So. It's always good to end a segment on Bill Cosby. <laughs> uh, that's, that's inter- isn't it International Podcast Day? It is
1: International it is. Podcast Day. And uh, we are international. Uh, welcome our UK listeners on Kiki.
0: That's right. I uh, don't think we ever writing. mentioned that on the air. Nice. Um, oh, y'all didn't talk about that last week? I don't think we Who did. Who was fucking hosting last week? <laughs> Literally no one. <laughs> We're
1: just flailing about in the dark, hoping it's we like land near It's like Apocalypse Now. Who's in charge? <laughs> Pretty much.
0: I don't know. Uh, yes, we are on on Kiki the u k platform that has podcasts, music, all kinds of stuff um so definitely check us out there because then there's a infinitesimal chance that we can actually make money from this podcast <laughs> um so if you like it and you'd like us to be on on fake radio for a long time, please check us out on kiki um but you know we 're still on all the other platforms, and we got mad shows and dope interviews like. You know what I mean? I I got to listen for the past you know two weeks since I, I missed. Yeah, the, how the was session. that
1: experience?
0: It, it's a I little bit surreal. I will probably get to do that because I I'm waiting to hear me. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm like, oh, I would have made that joke. Oh, I didn't make that joke. That is very honest. Yeah. Oh shit. Uh, I I was you know waiting what to. sucks rip.
1: me not being on this.
0: <laughs> um, but also that kind of made it weirdly more listenable because mm. I know sometimes it'll take me a, a month or so to even kind of wanna like right. I lived certain interviews we I don't, don't want to really, read totally. Totally. No. we're oh. getting a phone call oh yeah. all right on the line we have a, a special guest
1: So weird so weird
3: hello homeboy sandman is this vince ma
2: this is david ma how you doing man
3: david ma i'm doing good how are you doing well man i'm
2: here with uh damone and nate and uh yo man we're big fans we want to talk about the new album a little bit about uh your history as well. So welcome to the program. Welcome to Dad Bod Rap Pod. Uh
3: no question. Thanks for having me. Sorry, I called you Vince. I don't know where that came from.
4: <laughs>
0: no all right. So I'll 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 open it up. Um Dave is gonna be Vince going forward by the way. Um <laughs> Prince Vince. All right, Dad Bod Rap Pod once again we have another dope interview Prince Vince,
3: you know the you know the Prince Vince, <laughs> Vince you know Vincent Gallo, Vince. of course. Vincent Gallo video, yeah. video music. I logs. just got put on that. Yeah Keo <laughs> so weird seeing him there right yeah damn it's
0: pretty cool see see that's how nicknames are born um (laughs) oh Keo
3: didn't put me onto that um moral put me onto that nice so go ahead
0: so yeah we're on we're on with the homeboy sandman giving us nicknames uh as well as (laughs) as has a new album and the name of the new album is?
3: Yes, Dusty. Dusty is the name of the new album. Nice.
0: So we, we got a chance to listen to the events uh copy today. And one song in Oh, particular... y'all already listened to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I we listened to it today. I I think it's dope. Um there was there's we'll one out. song on there in particular that we thought was had great emotional resonance, <laughs> and it's called Pussy. <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. <sighs> yeah, that's an important song, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it it it's really yeah. dope. There's a, another dope track on there with uh Quill Chris and uh your old Droog. Talk talk to us a little bit about yeah. how that record came together.
3: The record with Droog and, 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 and Quelle. hmm Um, Droog and Quelle, I'm a big fan of both of them dudes. You know what I'm saying? Like Quelle Chris, um, record guns that he came out oh, with. Dope. I mean, I think Quelle like I think those dudes are so Unbelievably nice with it, both of them, you know, mm-hmm. and Drew just put out two records yep. in the past year yep. that are both great the transportation one, but I mean, I think it's really bizarre how good them dudes are, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> and the fact that like you know it's it's everybody you know it's it's but um so yeah yeah those are those are probably my two. There's a bunch of people that you know. I'm, I'm fans. Of, I'm a fan of Sop Rock, I'm a mm. fan of Open Mike Eagle. I'm a fan of you know Mad People making music. You know Khan Ellingsworth and Mad People Edom. But but um but those who right you know are, are currently probably the highest in my rotation. Mm. So I'm glad I was able to just hit them up. You know I know I know the two of them so. You know, but but I know you know, I was on one of Quelle's records and, and me and me and Drew worked on something now mm. for something of his, but but I had never had either of them on, on anything of mine. So, um, you know, that beat, I love that beat that Mono cooked up, you know?
4: Yeah. And
3: the thing is, like, them two dudes are so, you know, kinda historic. They're really historically ill. You know, like I feel I feel like, you know, and, and whatever, how many years it take? Maybe two thousand or three thousand years. Kind of when everybody gets their head straightened out, those will be two of the dudes like everybody's talking about. You know,
0: mm. is is it a situation where when you're on a track with cats like that, is there a little bit of competition? Do you feel like oh they're gonna be on this? I have to I have to bring some extra.
3: Um, well, you know, the truth is, I mean, for me, uh, I don't feel that way because I got style and finesse that that really is not really ever going to be, um, you know, matched by anybody, Mm. but that's not to say that those do, those dudes do also. That's why, you know, I was so excited to work with them. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I mean, you know, uh, uh, I definitely get inspired and motivated when I hear people, you know, kicking something super duper flavor, you know what I mean? And I'm like, yo, you know, like I love flavor and flavor moves me, you know what I mean? Mm. But, um, I'm I'm in competition with myself, you know, like I say, I'm a musician, you know, I don't hold the conventional view, I'm not concerned with being the best or being better than you, I'm concerned with being better than me, at the mm-hmm. highest levels, that's the only better thing i trying to be, you know? Um,
2: can I
1: just kind of express some of my thoughts I had while you were listening, while I was listening to it today, and you can kind of tell me if that these were intentional or not? Yeah, sure. um, it I feel like um, the album titled Dusty kind of comes because it has kind of a crate digging, like kind of like Dusty sample mentality. And what what really came through about these beats for me was they were both like kind of really percussive and skeletal, but then they had really strong senses of melody. Like there would often be a main sample that was like really like, anchoring the beat was was that kind of intentional or was that what you had in mind when you were uh putting it together
3: yeah 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 that was definitely you know that's one of the you know the the name has um multiple meanings but that dusty that dusty sound and that dusty um 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 you know uh uh you know audio audio spirit is definitely um you know, meant to come through. You know what I mean? And yeah, I feel I feel similarly about those beats. You know, me and Mono, we work all the time. You know, we did the Cool Heart record. Mm-hmm. But he's also been on. He's also, you know, he's also had a joint or two on pretty much probably seventy percent of my releases. Wow. He probably had a song or two on on the, the ones that have mixed. You know, like on 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 Veins, he did Bamboo, and on and on um on on kindness for weakness he did non-believers and you know he did the miracle he did a he did a slew mm-hmm. of joints all, all throughout my career so nice.
4: um
3: but 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 yeah but with the ones for this project you know we um I, I was looking for for things that fit into that audio demographic you know
2: nice okay word um you know you mentioned um Edon earlier and he's a you know, uh, we bring him up a lot on the program. We're huge fans here. Um, how did you guys meet? And my se- the second part of the question is, like, what's the working process like between you two?
3: Um, Peanut Butter Wolf introduced me to E. Don mm. many, many years ago. And I and then, um, the, you know, little did I know, the fan that I would become of his and also the friend that he would become and also, you know, that we would work together. But... um you know, it took many, many years uh till we started doing shows we you know, we did a show together at some point. Anyway, by the time I, I got to listen to everything he did and was obviously, you know, very excited by all of it. Um by the time we got familiar with each other it was it was many years later. Um but well, what an exceptional opportunity to to, to, mm-hmm. to work with him and the creative process with Edan, you know, even though, you know, we, we talk pretty regularly, I guess we Talk last week we haven't worked on a bunch of new joints as of late you know i was focused on dusty and um you know Edon, he's 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 got joints you know his own uh, you know um, he's he's working on a lot of music himself. you know what i'm saying which really? which um that's good news <laughs> yeah every, yeah which every you know everybody everybody will be real blessed and grateful to hear you know what i'm saying upon his release but the the work with him is very much um it's very much organic. You know, he doesn't live too far from me. He lives about a 40-minute walk from me. Okay, okay. So I like taking a walk over there sometimes. And, you know, we, 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 we get a... You know, he had, his record library is very extensive. Mm. You know, so we get in the library and he says, how's this sound? How's this sound? And he'll play a bunch of things that he's thinking about. Some will catch and, and we'll sit there and we'll work on, you know. I mean, I say we'll work on it, but he'll really, you know, work on it and add, you know, to it. And, and I, I'll, I'll give my input as to you know, what resonates with me, you know what I mean? Or, or, Mm -hmm. um, so it's an organic process, you know what I mean? And then, you know, once we feel like we got something nice and solid and sturdy, you know, I could start writing or he and I start writing together, you know, whatever, depending on the feel and the vibe, um, I like working with Edan. you know, it's it's a really, there's not any, there's not any pressure to get anything done, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, we'll chill. If we just, if we just chill and we listen to joints, but we don't do anything, it was cool just to listen to these obscure joints that he has that I never would've hurt. You know what I mean? And just chop it up about whatever we chopped it up. about If we find something that's, that's that, you know, that, that moves the two of us, you know, that might lead to, to, to some type of creation, you know, which I guess it often has. But, um, yeah, that's, this was, this was been like the, yeah. Okay. So,
0: so on the, on the kind of talking about process, um, I remember listening to, I uh, was talking about your process and I was mm. listening to the miracle um, back when it originally came out, uh, which is for those who haven't heard it, please go out and hear it. Um, you talk a little Thank bit about you. your process on there, but yeah, what is it like for for you when you when you write? Like, do you do you have dedicated writing time? Does it or is it you wait for something to hit you? And like, how what is your writing process like?
3: I mean, I um, I guess you know I haven't written now for a couple of weeks which is which is pretty uncommon I would say in my life since I started Rhyming, you know, Mm -hmm. twelve years ago since I started um for the most part I would say probably, you know, eighty percent of the days that have happened in the last probably eighty to ninety percent really I've written. But it Mm -hmm. isn't like I have dedicated time or whatever. Um like I'm always writing throughout the day and always got heat. You know, me and my baby girl, we just we just we just you know, I was bugging out and tripping on, on, on a personal level for a little while, so um, a bunch of stuff took place on that end, and and now finally I've um have steadied the shit. So I've just been caught up in the rapture of love, really, for a little while. Okay. So I haven't even been really writing very much, but um, but normally it's just like uh, you know, I got beats from 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 really really gifted people. I mean, like I got a slew of them. And for me, it's really fun to write. You know, uh, it's really what keeps me from going crazy. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, um, so that's why I do it all the time. You know what I mean? Uh, 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 so I have these this stash. You know, I still tell people, and it's still true to this day, that I have way more unreleased music. You know, Dusty's going to be my 18th release. You know what I'm oh, saying? Between man. all the EPs and the LPs, yeah, between all the EPs and the LPs and the and the and the, the mix, like it's going to be my 18th joint Damn. project, you know? And, um, but I still got way more. I mean, I definitely have at least that much music that hasn't been released. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just cause, um, cause I love to make joints. It really makes me feel good, you know? So, so I think I kind of use it as some of an addictive drug because, <laughs> um, it makes me feel good and I get a little hit from it. Like, you know, they got the the game room in Industry City now, you know, where you could, in Brooklyn, where it's only $5.50, you can play unlimited ski ball, mini basketball, mini golf, ping pong, uh, air hockey, all these different things, video games. And, And if I write a, if I write a, you know, if I write a nice rhyme before that, like me and my boy Goose went there the other day and Goose really put me in the mix. He put me in the mix and all them things. But if I had written a rhyme before I went there, you know, I went there with Bomba and I put her in the mix because I had just wrote a funky rhyme and I was had that energy of confidence. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's kind of like a drug, kind of like a hit.
0: That's that's dope. Do do you kind of sift through your stuff? Like reportedly, Dr. Dre will listen. You know, have eighty tracks before he made some of his albums. Is it is that your process, or do you just kind of take you may, maybe what's at the top of the pile sometimes and make an album?
3: Mm, I, I don't. I, I mean, that, for me, there isn't really a set. Like with the with with this with this record with Dusty, mm-hmm. you know, it all started with a couple of records. It really started with Far Out and Noteworthy that's where this record really was born, with those two. And I was like, yo, let me see them build around these. And then I did have joints, you know, I did some joints from Mono that I originally thought would be on this that didn't turn up on it, but, you mm. know, that will be for something else, but I, I just didn't feel that they fit for whatever reason. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, you know, it was really just gut instinct. Or, you know, a couple of different, you know, uh, uh, you know, maybe even philosophical reasons I decided to keep some stuff off. But, um, you know, this one I was able to, you know, kind of start out with the, with the fulcrum of joints and kind of build everything around it. But other things I'll just be writing for, you know, six months to a year. And I'll look back at the, at the, at the joints that I have and figure out which ones that'll make the most sense to, you know, give a snapshot of that year or whatever. Mm. Um, you know, and, and, you know, the, 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 the joint I did with Edon is different. The joints I did with ASOP right. are, 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 are different. Like, um, you know, veins is very different. Like, it really is a project, a project thing.
1: Do you generally speaking, uh, find the flow or the pocket before you like apply rhymes to it? Or do you, are you like a notepad guy who's got rhymes and then like graft them to a flow to fit the beat?
3: From time to time, from time to time I'll think of a line that I think is real flavor and I'll write it down or even like, a doesn't even have to be a line, but just a concept or, you know, like an idea. Yeah. Um, that I could kind of go back to or or try to utilize, you know, when I'm writing something, but for the most part, um, I got to get the sound first, you know, just like in the miracle, it all started to be once those, uh, but I mean, at some point it goes into what's the order, what's the sort of mystique, but, but, but it's like, I I hear it. I hear it first. I definitely hear it first before the, before the rhyme come in. Um, and then, you know, once I hear it, i go to, you know, fill it with the rhyme. And sometimes maybe I think, oh, what's that thing I wrote down the other day that was flavor. Right. You know, does that, does that work here? But really for the most part, it'll, 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 it'll come to me if I just, you know, if I just stick with that rhythm, it'll come in, it'll come in me.
1: Sure. And the reason I ask is, um, and I'm going to name drop here in a second and I apologize in advance. Um, when I listen mm-hmm. to you rhyme, I often am kind of blown away by, how clean you get these very intricate flows like every syllable really works so i have kind of a follow up question to say are like are you Thank a you. big yeah you're welcome um and like are you a big rewriter and will you add or remove syllables as needed to keep these intricate patterns like so tight and the second part of it is we had fonte from little brother on a couple of weeks ago and he was talking about how his whole life his whole career has been a big what he called it word Sudoku. And I called it a puzzle where he's just fitting mm-hmm. fragments of notebook lines and things he thought were funny into rhyme schemes for literally 20 years. And so I've been thinking about rap a little differently since that conversation. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of wanted to see where you fall on that spectrum. All
3: right. Yeah, that's very cool. That's very cool for me. um, Yeah. For me, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not a big rewriter just for the fact that um i do a lot of get i do a lot of the editing i do a lot of the creation within my head you okay. know like yeah. if i'm working on something and it's gotta fit this way I, f- I get it right in my head before i write it down so by the time i write it down it's ready to go you know yeah. it might be sitting in there simmering for days you Same. know what i mean it might be sitting in there simmering for hours or even for days um but once it's cooked in there, you know, it's ready to serve. You know what I'm saying? So I don't I don't I guess most of the writing, rewriting and and the revision really goes in my head. From time to time, I'll write something down and realize after the fact that I feel I can improve on it in some way. But for the most part, all the revision will go on in my head, you know?
0: That's dope. So and, and I feel bad because I, I feel like you explained all that on The Miracle. <laughs> As you're talking, I'm yeah, like, he nah, told, told you how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah,
3: but was, but you're a little less straightforward.
0: So you also, you do a little journalism too, right? Like you write right.
3: Yeah, I, I, I write. I write, um, you know, I haven't written very much lately on, on a journalism tip, but I was I was heavier into that, you know, um, a few years back and and wrote some different things. Um and I got excited about it. I guess I just you know, the passion for it hasn't really been there, yeah. you know, um as of late, year.
0: Is that is that your schooling? Did you kind of was your were you trying to be a writer writer initially?
3: I I, I thought I, I might be a journalist. You know, when I first went to college I I, I was a thinking about doing a communications major, you know, maybe thinking about some journalism. And I was I wound up being an English major. So, you know, I I do a lot of creative writing. You know, I got short stories and, hmm. you know, stuff that uh that uh you know that I write, you know, that I think is, is flavor that, you know, I don't I don't I don't you know really know if, if, if you know, uh I guess I'd spend a lot of my time uh on the music level. Hey baby come. Um, I guess I spent a lot of time on the music level. Oh, I'm seeing the most amazing thing right now that I've ever seen in my life. part <laughs> um, pardon me. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, oh, journalism. Right, right. Oh, the joints. Yeah, I write all types of joints. You know, I'm writing all the time. I love writing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, 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 uh, and, you know, the English major had to do with that and 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 you know, thinking about journalism I had to do with that, but I guess rhymes is what dominates my mind for the most part these days.
0: Do you believe that there's a there's an expiration date for rappers in the in in kind of a way that there is for athletes? Is is that is that real or is that a myth?
3: Um, I mean, I don't know. You know, I guess maybe it depends on who the rapper is or something like that, or who the athlete is or something. But I, I don't. Know, I mean, you know, athletes. You know, the physical. You know. Father Tom wins, Every time. you know, yeah. is undefeated, you know what yeah. I'm saying, da, 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 for the athletics, but, you know, for, 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 for rapping um, and for music, you know, I don't really, I guess it depends on the type of rapper you are, you know, I mean, for musicians, I don't think there's any time, right. you know, I don't think there's any time expiration date, but, you know, a lot of rappers is not, you know, rap is a real unique genre, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, And some of the people that rap are some of the greatest musicians of all time. You know what I'm saying? And for them, I don't feel there's any expiration date. You know, um, yeah. Okay, okay. So... You know, but I mean, I I love listening to rap. Like, I love listening to... You know, people listen to rap for different reasons. I listen to rap because I love... You know, I listen to great music of all different types of genres. And, you know, I love great music. It it, it inspires me. and moves me. So, um, you know, I love to hear it. uh, Uh... if you know people rap is rap is very plugged out yo <laughs> <laughs>
4: true uh
1: well we're we kind of talked about um the kanye situation and his new album um the gospel album supposedly gonna drop he did the theater shows over the weekend do you happen to have any thoughts on that to help us round this out
3: um, I guess I'm not I'm not too up on that, but I saw he put out a record called Jesus is King, right? Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Supposedly,
3: I'm not really. I'm yeah. I'm not too up on 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 the goings on, but um, you know, I really like Kanye's second and third records a lot. The the okay. the, the, the the graduation joint and the and yeah. the other joint, the late registration, late registration to me, I love. Yeah, and then the graduation joint, you know, I thought got busy as well. And then you know the 808 joint, and 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 even though I you know I haven't kept up on on some of the joints she's doing, but there'll be a joint here or there. That, oh, you know what? I, I was listening to the Tayana Taylor yeah that's album a good that record. I think yeah, that I think really he good. yeah he produced that. Oh man, oh, and I, just you know you guys bring up Kanye. You know I like to I don't really know. I mean it seemed to me like Kanye has left the people don't really talk to me about. Kanye's music very much anymore right. so I don't really have much to say right, but Kanye on the, the music level figure. yeah yeah which which you know I'm not really sure I, I seen on Twitter that he got the Jesus record coming out or whatever but um what Kanye does with 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 voice samples mm. cause you know the Teana, he got the work this pussy work this pussy yep. work <laughs> this pussy and it even sounds like pussy and work this are from different samples right, and yeah. he uses it like no it's just like just like on on uh the Paris record, mm-hmm. there was a ball so hard. And the way he used ball so hard is like a note. Like people yeah. use it like notes. Yeah. And then he did the other joint on the Teana Taylor, which is the You're Gonna Love Me. Yep. He's just so he's so it's so brilliant the way he uses a vocal sample and can yeah. chop it and can and can you know pitch it so that it's a note. Like I think Kanye is, you know, I will listen, I'll, I'll check for great. I think that Kanye, you know, I, I haven't connected as much with some of the recent stuff, but when I get a chance to, I always check for it to see what's on there because there's always mm-hmm. something on there I like, because, um, you know, he's made some of the some of the best music I've heard coming out of hip hop, you know, throughout his career.
0: Yeah, definitely. So we 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 have high high hopes. Uh that this will not be a cringy record and we'll we'll find something on it. But we 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 appreciate you indulging that question and we appreciate you coming on the program. We want to encourage everyone to go out and get dusty. When does it drop?
3: It drops October eighteenth, you know what I'm saying? And um yo, thanks a lot for having me on, you know, the Dad Bod podcast. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's um I like to talk about myself. Thanks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we always like to give a yo, lane man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Have a good one.
3: Yeah, peace and love.
0: right so shout out again to homeboy Sandman interesting uh, guy yeah yeah lot Re- to say lot really to cool. say really cool very chill. 100%. Super chill, but, like, analytical. Um, I, I really appreciated him kind of talking about his process and then feeling dumb because on The Miracle, he literally describes the whole process. <laughs> so so shout out to him for just kind of indulging us. Also, the Kanye question. Right, right. I was right. like, ooh, ballsy.
1: Yeah, thanks for uh, helping us round out an episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense thematically.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, so we, we appreciate him him coming on and being a, um, a cool-ass guest. And now as we exit Sandman, um, to, uh, <laughs> well done. Yeah, sorry. Well done. S- slightly forced, but I had to get it in. <laughs> um, yeah, Dad Bod Rap Pod. We are out here. We are part of the Kiki uh, Podcast Network, a UK-based platform that has dope podcasts as well as mix shows, music thing. I I like to describe it as kind of like Spotify meets Mixcloud um, type of energy. So we recently. Uh, Hooked up with them, we get a small portion of ad revenue. So, if you are so inclined uh, and you want to see a see us make a couple pounds, please check us out on Kiki. Uh, give, give us a pound. Yeah, nice. give us a pound on <laughs> Kiki. Um, we are also on all the other fly platforms: Spotify, uh, SoundCloud. Check out our Twitter page. There's some. Some increasingly good banter happening there, and we're we're pushing up to a thousand followers.
1: That would be cool to crest that. I yeah, think.
0: I think nice. we can do it. I think no, we can we'll, do, we'll it. do it. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. We're headed there. And you know what? I would say like ninety. But you can help out people. by following. You can. Yeah. You. <laughs> no, I'm talking to you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's uh, it's ninety percent people and ten percent uh, mus- music. PR wannabe things where they're right. like helping right. you sell your beats or whatever right? Or right like right. get placement on playlists you know what like. I love
0: is the one that's like this some music marketing thing that just has a bikini model as they're as they're kind <laughs> of like I'm like yeah I'm sure you're running the record pool here's my credit yeah. card number <laughs> <That's good>. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so we're we're out here we're pushing towards a 100 episodes we had some really big interviews in the past couple weeks more stuff to come we got merch is on the way so please uh please stay tuned for that
1: you'll see it uh soon right yep
0: very Very soon soon. yeah and it's and we got a super small run so if you're interested you better hit us as soon as that clarion call goes out you better respond because these shits are going to go fast um that was kind of a flex, but um, <laughs> we do we want to before we end the show. We do want to um, give an, an R.I.P. shout uh, to Jimmy Spicer who passed away um, this week. You may be listening to it later, um, but you know we're we're in that space of hip hop where yeah, some of the pioneering right. artists are are passing away. I but... believe uh, Jimmy was only sixty one. Wow. So, yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah.
1: crazy. Yeah, just huge fan of his. Um, his couple of songs, he's not the most prolific artist in the right, world, or right. his it wasn't released in a way that I was able to um, kind of catch right. it, but... Um, it 's kind of uh adventures of super rhyme, which yeah. is about a thirteen minute story yeah. song hookless yeah he does a Dracula voice right. yeah. um he saves the world like mm-hmm. he saves the girl like mm-hmm. i i love it's that amazing. song it 's so swagged out everyone needs to listen to that it, uh d j s will recognize it from uh being sampled on a lot of break records mm-hmm. right, there 's right, just right, like right. it 's iconic it's a it 's a great song um nas n o z not n a s uh said jimmy like r i p Jimmy Spicer he invented storytelling rap and dracula rap <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> so right so a of funny the, thing the to say the and then there was um dollar dollar bill of course which right. was his other kind of big hit and that right. kind of helped bring up the song cream, cream and right, the, you know right, right. Um, but i think it's just um an underappreciated kind of pioneering figure that was lost this week and um, whose music has just always been special to me. So I, I, we, Dave and I were talking about this off mic. I'm, I can't say I'm sad. Like, I don't know who this dude is or what his life was like, but um, he created some lasting documents at a very early time where rap was, like, growing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. so it's like, I, he just needs, he needs to be remembered. He needs yeah. to be remembered yeah, as we, someone who's important to this. He needs to not be forgotten. For
0: and, and we, we as, as a culture, I think, struggle with how to honor pioneers mm-hmm, right like mm-hmm. i think um i think other genres kind of do a better job of kind of holding it yeah yeah um there are people who made this shit when it, there was no blueprint right and i always right, go back people right. could be like oh, i can't listen to that now i know you can't but right, right it's some of these things um you know it set the framework for everything. it set the framework for things that came later sure. and so i think uh everybody should you know take it take a minute check out. i mean t- check out you know jimmy spicer and some of the, uh, you know, pioneers that are still alive, too. Like yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Celebrate them now. Give yeah. them now. Yeah. yeah, give them flowers
2: now or they can still smell them.
0: Right. And money, because <laughs> <laughs> there's no healthcare plan in hip-hop, for sure. That's true. Um, so with that, we will uh, bring this session to a close once again. Dad bod rap pod.